the time as anointing Saul to be the first king over in, over Israel. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? Verse 6, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Say, turned into another person. First objective in the will of God for you to leave out of here different than you came in here. Amen. Next scripture come from the book of Luke. Chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, Luke chapter 4, amen. There are several statements I'll make throughout the reading of the word. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Everyone say full of the Holy Ghost. Just having the Holy Ghost is not enough. Just having the Holy Ghost is not enough. God is the design of God for us to go through trials and tribulations. Amen. He was full of the Holy Ghost, but he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It is necessary for the Lord, for the Spirit of God to take you to places to where your flesh does not want to go. But it's necessary for the will of God to to be accomplished in your life and for your relationship with God. Verse 2, being 40 days tempted of the devil in those days he did eat nothing and when they were ended he afterward hungered we skip down to verse 13 we know that the jesus was tempted by the devil with many different things money whatever the devil will tempt us with but in verse 13 and when the devil had ended all the temptation he departed from him for a season you need to understand that satan is always waiting for you He's waiting for your faith to diminish, for things to happen in your life, for you to doubt God. And all these things in the Old Testament, when the Lord told Cain and Abel, hey, come bring a sacrifice or an offering, which is a form of worship. He says, Cain, why has your face or your countenance changed? Why do you have an attitude? If you will just bring what I ask you to bring, I will accept you. If not, Satan is waiting at the door for you. Verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. There is a change. Amen. Another will of God for you not only to be full of the Holy Ghost, but for you to walk out of here in the power of the Spirit. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. We'll skip to verse 18, and you need to take ownership of these scriptures. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year. Verse 20 says he closed the book and all the eyes that were in the synagogue was fastened on him. I believe that it was not just the eyes of man that was on Jesus at that moment, but it was the eyes of the spirit world because now they see a transformation. There was a change. Hey, he was full of the Holy Ghost, but now that he walks in the power of the spirit, the devil and the spirit world says, we need to take notice of this guy. And when we leave out of this place today, when you walk out in the power of the spirit, the eyes of the spirit world needs to be on Calvary Apostolic Church and say, hey, we need to keep eye on these people in Jesus name. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, we'll just skip to the last two scripture. Please stand. We'll go to the book of Chronicles 16 and 29. First Chronicles 16, 29. Three parts to this scripture. Amen. It says, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Somebody help me preach. What does the name of Jesus mean? 
Come on now, power, what else? Salvation. Salvation. Come on, what does the name of Jesus mean? Amen. In the Old Testament, he says, they knew me by Almighty God. Everybody can believe that he's Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, they didn't know me. I don't know about you, but I need Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Tiskanu, Jehovah Shalom, my righteous, my banner, my peace, my power, everything. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So the Word of God says that we need to give glory that's due to His name. I don't know about you, but I'm a Jesus only. Hallelujah. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. So bring glory, give glory due to His name. Bring an offering and worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Last scripture will come from the book of John chapter 4. 21 through 24, the story of the woman at the well. I love this conversation. But prior to this, Jesus made a statement that I must needs to come through La Crosse, Wisconsin. Amen. I'm reading the God word translation. Jesus told her, believe me, a time is coming when you Samaritans won't be worshiping the father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You don't know what you're worshiping. I find this a little Odd, if you will, that Jesus is looking face to face, eye to eye with a believer, somebody who goes to church, who become religious. But he looks at her and says, you don't you do all these things, but you don't even know what you're worshiping. But the Lord wants us to understand. Amen. Get a revelation exactly who we worship and why we worship him. Why you do the things that you are asked to do in the word of God. We have to know what and who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. A time is coming when you Samaritans won't be worshiping the father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You don't know what you're worshiping. We Jews know what we're worshiping because salvation comes from the Jews. Indeed, the time is coming, and it is now here. Say, today is the day. Say, now is the time. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Say, in spirit and in truth. The important part, why? Because the Father is looking for people like that to worship Him. You need to understand and get a revelation that God is looking for worshipers. But he will only recognize those who worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Let's say a prayer and then there's going to be a a song to minister unto the Lord and unto you. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. Father, we give you glory and honor. Lord, we continue to ask your anointing blessing upon the service today, Lord. I take authority of all spirits, human or demonic, in the name of Jesus. Lord, let mercy and grace, God, go out into the hedges and the highways of La Crosse, Wisconsin, around this church and in the neighborhood, God, moving upon those who sit and walk in darkness, O God, those who are backslidden in their heart, Almighty God. Lord, let this be a spiritual lighthouse, God. For those, for those who sit and walk again in darkness, a spiritual, Lord, uh, surgery place for those who need it, but a place of refuge. Hallelujah and comfort to those who are needed in Jesus' name. Lord, bring revelation and understanding. Let us have a love for the word, a love for the truth, almighty God. A love for you and a love for one another as you have loved us so 
mighty God. Lord, move in a mighty way. Let there be miracles and signs and wonder. Oh, Lord, loosen the gift and the spirit of faith that we may walk in it, oh, mighty God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please you, God. Lord, restore relationships within the body of Christ, within our families, oh, God. Lord, we're mighty through you to the pulling down the stronghold. Lord, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds, God. Renew us in our minds, oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. To walk in truth and in love, oh, mighty God. But walk in anointing in the power of the Holy Ghost. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise and you may be seated. Hallelujah. The finisher of our fate is here. The comforter is here. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be the name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, reach out to him. Hallelujah, you got to say within yourself, and I can just touch the hem of his garment. I can be made whole. He can touch my situation. Hallelujah. The Lord is looking for worshipers. Hallelujah. Somebody that will recognize his majesty, his authority, and his power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you got to push through the holies of holies. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. He wants to break the yoke in somebody's life, in somebody's family. Hallelujah. He wants to set you free. Hallelujah. Of the past and the pain. Hallelujah. If you'll just reach out and worship Him. Hallelujah. Say, Lord. Hallelujah. Here I am. Oh, glory, glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's up to you. It's up to you. Hallelujah. The Word of God says if you will draw nigh to Him, He will draw close to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. David said, one thing I desire, and that's what I'm going to seek after. Hallelujah. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to inquire in His temple. Oh, just to be in His presence. Oh, glory. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God wants to give you liberty to worship Him in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, one more hand clap of praise. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory. You may be seated. For just a few minutes, amen, I want to minister, amen. Two messages, amen, surrendering to the spirit of worship, surrendering to the spirit of worship. And the second part, it's the anointing that makes the difference. It's the anointing that makes the difference. It is the will of God in these last days to bring glory back to his kingdom, to bring glory back to his name, to his church, and to the people of the name. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. God is trying to bring glory back here on earth. Hallelujah. He has ordained a church. Hallelujah. That is called by His name. He endued us with power from on high. Hallelujah. After you receive the Holy Ghost. In the story of King Saul, Samuel said, when the anointing come upon you, you're going to be changed into a different man. Hallelujah. Again, that we need to leave out of this place, out of Calvary Apostolic Church today. Hallelujah. Different than you came in with. Amen. In the book of Romans, he said, you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we need to walk out of here in the power of the Holy Ghost. Paul says, I'm not coming to you with enticing words, but I'm coming to you in demonstration in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm here to tell you that hell only recognizes the anointing. Hell don't mind that you're full of the Holy Ghost. Hell is not afraid of religious people. Hell is afraid of those who believe and walk by faith and walk in the name of Jesus Christ, who walk in the Word of the Lord, who walk in the power of the Holy Ghost, but operate in the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to understand, hallelujah, that it is the anointing that makes the difference in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you got to understand who you are in God and believe, hallelujah, what the Word of God tells us who we are and what we are supposed to be. Hallelujah. My wife alluded to it. But the Lord said in these last days, even though my people have the Holy Ghost, too many of us have identity crisis. Hallelujah. I know especially the young people, amen, we don't like to be different than anybody else. We don't like to stick out. Hallelujah. But you need to accept who you are. You've been called with a Holy calling. Paul says that you have this treasure in earthing vessel. You are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. And you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You need to understand that if you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that it's the anointing that makes the difference in your life. And it's the world out there that needs to feel and hear the anointing of the power of the Holy Ghost. It's only the anointing, the true anointing of God, that can truly set somebody free. It's only by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Jesus says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall not hurt anything if you drink anything in Jesus' name. You need to understand and come to a revelation, church, that it's the anointing that makes the difference. And it's a lost and dying world that need to feel the power and the anointing of God flowing through the people who God has called and ordained. He has given us authority to use His name, His blood, His word, and His spirit. Hallelujah. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. No no weapons that form against you shall prosper. Behold, I've given you power to tread over serpents and scorpions. And no matter what the devil tries to throw at you, it's not going to hurt you. You need to understand that it's the anointing that makes the difference again. Hell is not afraid of somebody that religious. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 19, these seven sons of Sceva, they run across this demon-possessed man. 
And they say, we want to cast you out by this Jesus that Paul knows. There was no personal relationship. Hallelujah. And the demons speak back. you got to understand that the spirit world already knows who you are. The minute that you receive the Holy Ghost, that you became a target from hell. You may not understand or believe in spiritual warfare, but you are engaged in it whether you like it or not. Because there is a battle for your soul. But I'm here to tell you that God has given us a power and authority over the evil one. And he knows it. Hallelujah. He just don't want you to know who you are. That you have power and authority over him. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. And even the demons, they talk back. They got to answer you know in the name of Jesus. They have to answer you. But they say, Jesus, we know, he is the anointed one. Paul, I know, he's full of faith in the Holy Ghost, and he's anointed, but who are you? You need to understand, they say, you may be religious, you may have the Holy Ghost, but we don't recognize the anointing that is flowing, that should be flowing through you. And the Bible says that the demon jumped on these men and stripped them naked, exposed them for who they were. They were just religious. They were not called like you are called. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the Lord said, you didn't choose me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that you need to operate in my name and in the power of the Holy Ghost that you can make a difference in the world and the lives of the people that are around you. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go back and forth between these two messages. But a revelation that you need to come to an understanding of worship. That's true worship unto God. He says that you need to surrender to the spirit of worship. Amen. Worship first and foremost for us and for anybody else is spiritual. There is nothing you can ever do in your flesh that constitute, amen, worship. Hallelujah. God is a spirit. And they that worship me must worship in spirit. And in truth, why? Because God is looking for only them that worship in spirit and in truth. The Lord is speaking to the church in these last days. You need to understand, he says, you're not going to make it. Because what the devil has thrown on this earth and what is happening to the devil means of our government and people, you're not going to make it and be able to stand if you will not surrender to my spirit of worship. If you don't become a worshiper, you will not be able to stand and you will not make it to heaven. Amen. For us as a child of God, worship for you and I is protection and power. Hallelujah. Because when you are a worshiper, that means you are in the constant presence of God. Hallelujah. And there's no devil cannot be in the presence of God. There is no sickness in the presence of God. There is no fear or no doubt in the presence of God. And this is why it's protection for us. It's power. Why? Hallelujah. Again, protection because Jesus, amen, he can keep an eye on us. Hallelujah. He wants to have us close to his side. Amen. As a parent, you know, if you ever had small children, I guess if you were a parent, your children were small at one time. Hallelujah. 
That's revelation right there in Jesus' name. But you know how it is. You can be in a crowd of people at the mall or the store as long as you can keep an eye on your children. You, give, you get a kind of comfort or a peace. But the minute that they get out of your sight, that panic feeling, come on, Susie, John, where you are, and you get this panic of loss or, or whatever it is, and that's how God is. And this is why we must be worshipers in the last day, that we can be in the constant presence of God, because it's the desire of the devil to isolate you and to get you out from in the presence of God. Amen. Like it was taught in lesson, he can begin to talk to you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In the, in the New Testament, when Jesus was at Lazarus' house, we all know the story that Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, whatever he was doing or talking about. Hallelujah. But Martha comes out of the kitchen from cooking barbecue and cornbread and some sweet tea. Hallelujah. And Jesus... <laughs> Oh, come on now. And Jesus, amen. But you got to understand these stories. Martha comes out and says, Jesus, tell Mary to get up from your presence and to come help me. It's the devil's strategy to try to get you from the presence of God, try to get you separated from the church. Hallelujah. Well, people get that mindset, well, I don't need a pastor and I don't need a church. Hey, man, that's a lie from hell. Hallelujah. God has established a church. Hallelujah. He says the gates of hell, and I've given a five-fold ministry. Hey, man, for that. But Martha says, Jesus, tell Mary to get up from your presence and come help me about earthly things. But Jesus, but you got to understand, Jesus, hallelujah, he only took, hey, man, two fishes and five loaves of bread. He's not worried about food. He took the water and turned into Kool-Aid. He's not worried about drink in Jesus' name. He says, Martha, Martha, you are troubled about many things. And there's too many of us, hallelujah, that's not walking by faith. Hallelujah. He says, I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory. Hallelujah. The scripture says, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor entered to the heart of man. What God has prepared for them that love you. In other words, you can't even imagine what God has for you. Hallelujah. He's not where. He says, I already know what you have need of before you even ask. I need you to be about my business. I've given you authority to walk in this earth in my name. Hallelujah. So my glory can be shown through the people of God. So the world out there will believe that there is still a mighty God. There is a God. And so you have a testimony that somebody needs to hear. Hallelujah. You got a testimony that somebody is waiting on. It's the anointing that makes the difference. But we must surrender to the spirit of worship. Hallelujah. We must get to a place of relationship to where we surrender and submit. Hallelujah. We must begin to operate in the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost. And it don't matter your age. Hallelujah. I got to talk to both the young and the old. For you young people, again, you must believe that God has called you and he's desiring to use you in miracle signs and wonders. It was said on youth night, you have a generation that only you can reach. And God, hallelujah, it's the same anointing. 
and the same Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that we all have, but you got to believe and walk in it. Elders, hallelujah, I want to get, come to you in the name, in the word of the Lord, that God has already said, that hallelujah, you may be old, older in age, but the anointing that you had when you were younger is still upon you. And the church, hallelujah, we need to operate on all cylinders, hallelujah, from the young to the old. You've already been battle tested. You've already been proven to God that you can stand the test of time. It's the trick in the paw of the devil that wants you to think that you're sitting there old and age and you can't do nothing. But really, he's afraid of you because he remembers how you used to pursue him, how you used to pray, how you used to lay hands. And God wants me to tell our elder that the church will not be able to stand and survive without our elder. Hey, man, you have wisdom that our young people are trying to get to. Hallelujah. And like Elijah said, Elijah, Pastor, I need you to lay hands on me. I want a double portion of thy spirit that I may be able to operate in the power and anointing of the Holy Ghost, what God has called us younger generation, hey, man, to do. But we got to believe it. We got to operate in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is saying in these last days that my people in the church that we call the church, we're operating below the spiritual power and authority that God has given us. There is no weapon that formed against us shall prosper. He says you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but you wrestle against powers and principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. There is some stronghold over the city of Lacroix, and the only thing that's going to bring them down is the people of God operating anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost, but have be become a worshiper unto God. Hallelujah, LaCrosse, I'm here to tell you that the people out there, they're crying to the living God. Say, Lord, where are you? Come and save us. He says, I'm already in your neighborhood. I'm already on your job. I'm just waiting for my people, hey man, to believe who they are and to begin operating the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. They're waiting for you and I, Pastor. They're waiting for us to believe and trust God that we all have a ministry that God has called us to and the first and foremost is to be a soul winner and to reach the lost and dying world. That's the purpose of the church and that's why you're here today and you're going to be here tomorrow. In Jesus' name. This is why a person must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. This is why you must get have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking another tongue. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that we, 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 may, we need to be able to stand in this evil day. I don't know about you, but we're living in some evil time. And the Word of God says when you've done all you can do, you need to keep on standing. Stand on the Word of God. Stand on the blood. Stand on my name. Stand on the power of my Spirit. Hallelujah. You gotta be strong in the power of His might. How we can, how can we convince a world that there is an Almighty God when He's not Almighty in our own lives? How can we convince a world that our God is a healer and we don't have no testimony that God heals, healed us? How can we tell a lost and dying world and broken marriages and relationships that God can restore when we still have issues in our own lives because we have never surrendered to God? God says, come on now. 
God says you only surrender temporarily enough to get the Holy Ghost. But after that, you no longer surrender to me. We surrender when the Spirit of the Lord is moving in His service. And we feel that anointing in the presence of God. We be, Lord, here I am. I want to be used by you, Pastor. Here I am. But then come Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the anointing has died down. <laughs> All right. Come on now. Amen. The Lord said it is the anointing that makes the difference. But if we need to surrender to the spirit of worship, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, worship is spiritual. Hallelujah. I got to give you some definitions. For us, worship is a lifestyle. Hallelujah. Matthew 6 and 63 says it's, your, it's, the, it's the spirit that quicken it, or it's the spirit that bring life. But when you read a different translation to amplify, it says that your, your flesh or your life does not contribute to the spirit world. That means nothing you do in your flesh constitute worship because it's spiritual. Hey, man, what you do on the outside or what you allow your flesh to do well, should be what's going on on the inside. It should be an automatic response. Hey, man, to the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. For those who've been in the military, we know that when an officer come in the room, we say, building, ten hut. And everybody responds, we don't recognize the person but the rank. So how much more should we recognize the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Alpha and Omega when God is in the house? We should stand at spiritual attention and say, Lord of glory is in the house. God is looking for somebody that will surrender to his authority 24-7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, if you have the real Holy Ghost, the Bible says that in him is yea and, yea and, amen. That means I agree, right? Talking about surrendering to the spirit of worship. The Lord is saying because of that, you said it with your own mouth is I agree. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? So that means if you got the real Holy Ghost and the preacher is preaching the word, the God inside of you has to, God has to respond to himself. He's got to say amen. If you're preaching about hell or time, the spirit inside of you got to say amen. Because God has to agree to what the Lord is saying because you need to surrender. You have no control of your actions. Hallelujah. You just need to respond in the Holy Ghost. And so the word is true. And we believe that. And so in him is yea and amen. That means you cannot sit there and not respond. To God, if you have truly surrendered. Amen. I pick on a few people. Sister, you just blinked. People laugh. Let me see. Try to catch somebody else. Oh, she did. You just blinked too. Why did you blink? Why did you blink? It's involuntary, right? God has created us, our bodies, to. Certain things, can you imagine if you have to think about, well, I need my heart to beat right now. It's, it's automatic. And this is where God is trying to get us in the last days. He says you need to move. 
And you need to respond to my spirit involuntary. You should not have to think about, because I don't know about you, when we're preaching or talking about the word, the blood, and the name, that something stirs up automatically. You got to respond. See, when you surrender, you automatically have to move. Hey, man, just like in the military, Sergeant Major, you just said jump. They say, how high? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, they knew to move. Hey, man, so God is saying, in these last days, you need to be able to move and to feel my spirit and respond supernaturally without have to thinking about it. Not by emotion. We walk by faith and not by sight. Don't allow your emotion to say, well, I don't feel like raising my hands today. I don't feel like running around today. God is saying, if I can get you to surrender, to respond, the anointing will automatically flow through you because you will submit to me. Amen. And as long as you are a worshiper, the devil, hallelujah, can't touch you, amen, because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He has anointed me. Hallelujah. He has called me. He has sent me. You automatically, hallelujah, got to be like Jeremiah. I didn't want to give a Bible study. I didn't want to go to prayer, but it was like a fire shut up in my bowl, and I had to move. I had to tell somebody. I had to lay hands on somebody. Hallelujah. Couple definitions coming to a close. Worship, excessive admiration for someone, reverence or respect offered a divine being or supernatural power. Giving you the definition. Remember, the scripture says they must worship me in spirit and in truth. So I'm bringing you some definition. And so doing this, not only do you need to walk out of here different than you came in with once the anointing hit, you need to walk out in the power of the Holy Ghost. But most and foremost, you must become you must leave out of here a worshiper. Why? Because the scripture says God is looking for those kind of people. And so with these definitions, you need to evaluate whether you have you ever been a worshiper or if you need to get there. An act of expressing such reverence, say expressing. That's an action word. That means God says, if you say that you love me, then somebody needs to hear it, feel it or see it. Get what I'm saying? It's the act of expressing. Well, he's almighty. Well, didn't move. <laughs> If he's my healer, then clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he's the joy of the Lord is my strength, then run. Jazz. Hallelujah. Adams Clark, excuse me, back up. Extravagant respect or admiration for devotion to an object of esteem. Extravagant. David, when they were bringing back the ark, my cow was looking out. David was dancing his clothes off or whatever. Hallelujah. He says, I'm not doing it unto you. Hallelujah. I'm doing it for my God. I've surrendered. Amen. I should be dead. I don't know about you, but I didn't deserve mercy and grace. Hallelujah. They are your two best friends. But the Lord saw fit to save you anyway and awake you up today anyway. So I need to express myself to my God. He says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Let the sun, let the moon, let the cloud. Let the hell, let the rain, let the earth, let the creepy thing, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. How about letting the redeemed of the Lord say so? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. The Lord saved me, so why should I be bound? Hallelujah. You don't know like I know what he's done for me. Hallelujah. He deserves worship from me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. 
Esau. You may be seated for a few more moments. In the story of Jesus talking with the devil, or vice versa, devil tempting Jesus, he offered him money. I'll give you all the power of this earth, all the armies, all this stuff. He's, the devil says, because it was given to me. But he says, you know what? If you, don't, if you don't do all that, if you will just bow down and worship me. Why was Satan so much? I'll give you the riches, all this stuff. I'll give you a husband, I'll give you a wife, I'll give you a job, I'll give you a position. But what I want most from you is you to bow down and worship me. Because the devil knows whatever you worship, that's where your heart is. That's why the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, with all thy strength. Hallelujah. And teach it diligently to your children when they're eating Pop-Tarts or Captain Crunch. Tell them that there is only one God when they go into school, when they coming home. Because the Lord knows that the devil wants to steal. He's taught about it. He wants, The devil wants to be like God. He wants to steal glory. If I can get God's people to worship me. Hallelujah. Commentary of John 4 and 24. A man worships God in spirit when under the influence of the Holy Ghost. You ever been under the influence before of a foreign substance? You ever known anybody under the influence of a foreign substance? They tell you the truth. <laughs> they, well, we call it liquid courage. Hallelujah. They tell you stuff about you that you don't want to hear probably what they really think about you. They, they, they plead the fifth. Well, I can't recollect why I did that or why I said that or how I got there. But you got to understand, God said is in spirit and truth. It says you, you only can be a worshiper when you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That means your outside action is, is being influenced by what's going on the inside. You may, I may look crazy or whatever, but you don't know. Hey, man, I, I'm worshiping my God, and who cares what I look like? My flesh don't know how to handle a holy God, a righteous God. you got to be under the influence. So if you sit there and God is in the play and the music is going, the preacher's going, how could you sit there, hallelujah, and not respond? When under the influence, that means you're under the influence of your flesh or your emotion. That means you have not surrendered to God. It should be a supernatural, automatic response from us to our God. Hallelujah. When under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he brings all of his affections, appetites, and desires to the throne of God. And he worships in truth when every purpose and passions of his heart and when every act of his religious worship is guided and regulated by the word of God. This is why God only recognizes his spirit and his word. And so if there's anything else, he just passes us by. He doesn't even have to take notice. He's like, that's not me. You understand how you respond should be under the influence of the Holy Ghost and regulated and guided by the word of God. First John says, if you have the Holy Ghost, if you have the spirit of God, no man needs to teach you. Hallelujah. It's when the anointing comes, no man can have to teach you. Amen. Last definition. Surrender and surrendering. I'll go over that. To agree to stop fighting. You know where you're at. To agree. You got to agree. <laughs> to stop fighting. Hiding and resisting. 
talking about surrender. Because you know that you will not win. To give control or use of something to someone else. Lead me, Lord, and I will follow. We sing all the songs. All the songs that was picked out today. Matthew. He says, you draw nigh to me with your lips. You honor me with your mouths, but your hearts are far from me. He says, what you come into my house at a worship. Lord, you're almighty. You're all this. But he says, your lifestyle is contrary to what comes out of your mouth. He says, I need people that will not only speak what they what they believe about me, what I what they know about me, but live it outside the doors. The world needs to know that you serve a mighty God. They need to feel God when you walk in a place. Hallelujah. Like an ambassador at a Holy Ghost when you have an anointing that already precedes you and go ready and check out the building where you're going. Hey, the child of God is coming. You need to make room. If there's any devils in here, I, I, I will highly uh, uh, ask you to leave as you being a child of God. Amen. Surrendered and surrendering to yield to the power. Control possession of another to give up completely. God says, I'm trying to get my people to give up completely. Please stand. And so we must. You need to walk out of here different than you came in here with. You need to walk out in the power of the Holy Ghost. But most of all, you need to be a a worshiper. As a Christian, as a Holy Ghost filled individual. Worship is your basic foundation in relationship with God. Because anybody, if you read in the Bible who he called, he always said, come bring an offering, which is a form of worship to me. You must be a worshiper. In the Old Testament, there are many wars, many battles that was fought. Many times that you read, the Lord says, I don't need weapons. I don't need nuclear bomb. Just send out Judah. Just send out praise. In all those instances, the enemy killed themselves. And all the children of Israel had to do is walk in and pick up the stuff. The Lord says, this is easy ministry, Pastor. The Lord showed me. In the New Testament, Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. No man can come to him unless God draws him. He says, if I can get my people to a place to worship me, I will go out and fight your battles for you. I will go out and fight your enemies for you. I, he can fill people with the Holy Ghost so easy. He says, hard part, once you get the Holy Ghost, is surrender. Once God says, I will go out, I will bring the souls to the altar. I will fill them with the Holy Ghost. All we need to do as a church is make disciples out of them and to be an example and to love them. You got to understand, worship is power and protection for us. Worship, God says, if I can get you to worship, you, won't, you, you, you can't even imagine the things that will happen. Amen. The souls will be drawn unto God if you become a worshiper. But you must surrender. One last uh, visual thing that the Lord showed me. I need one volunteer. (laughs) All right, you you first. You raise your hand. Young people is kind of cool, but it kind of don't fit. All right. You're in this building at nighttime stealing something. You've never done that before, right? Don't admit it in front of anybody. Just go to the altar. All right. Under cover of darkness, people still do things at night because they think they're not being seen. And so all of a sudden you're in this building, you're still in something. All of a sudden you hear, come out with your hands up. Come out with your hands up. All right. Somebody tell me what's wrong with the picture. 
he still has something in his hand. You recognize that it's not right. Something is wrong with me being an authority figure. Asked him, come out with your hands up. Why is it when we come to God, we still come to the Lord and we try to worship him with stuff? With our past, with things, strongholds, whatever the case may be. And when we come before the Lord like that, he's like, that ain't even right. You even recognize it in the natural, so how much more in the spiritual? So you can even look at yourself, still trying to hold on to something. And so we'll try it again. Come out with your hands up. Do what you're supposed to do the right way. Come out with your hands up. Again, in today's world, what's going on? We need he need to submit. I'm the authority. If I'm the police, I will make him submit. I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna call for backup. Something. If he's that size. <laughs> but the awesome part that God showed me and that you need we're talking about surrendering to the spirit of worship, but also it's the anointing that makes it different. The Lord says, see, when you come to me, if you come totally surrendered, we recognize that it has to be totally nothing. You automatically in a place of praise when you surrender totally, completely. Don't surrender like that on, because of Sunday, then the rest of the week we still go back and pick up some stuff and try to come back. The Lord says, that's not, you're not surrendered to me. And so as the song begins to play, amen, let's come to the altar. We need to be worshipers. God is looking. Amen. The Father's looking for such. Sorry. Yeah. See, when you get tired, you'll surrender. <laughs> amen. So let's come to the altar. If you don't know how to surrender, ask God. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you'll surrender to the Spirit of God, you'll be filled easy. If you'll surrender, he'll 